Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do you love Yankee baseball? If so, this is the show for you. Welcome to Pinstripe Talk with your host, Nick Delahanty. Welcome to another edition of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. Unfortunately, the Yankee season came to an end a lot earlier than we all anticipated after last year's deep postseason run going to a Game 7 of the American League Championship Series. This Yankee team falls short, losing in four games to their rival, the Boston Red Sox in the ALDS. Today's episode, we will recap the final two games of that series. And also look ahead to the Yankees' offseason. A lot of updates surrounding the Yankees' offseason. A lot of rumors. An injury that will affect them in the future. Definitely into next year. And we'll break down the Yankees' upcoming free agents. See if they should stay or if they should go. Now, Game 3 of the American League Division Series was by far one of the more frustrating games Uh, the Yankees have had in recent memory for me. Luis Severino didn't have it. He was struggling early on, and we all saw that. 
Apparently, it came out afterwards. Severino had issues with tipping pitches. And it just seemed like Boston had his number. Severino gets through three innings. He allows three runs, and the Yankees are still in the ballgame. Aaron Boone decides, you know, I want to try to get another inning out of Severino. The starting pitching's been an issue. Severino's our guy. I need another inning out of him. Well, it didn't pan out. Severino loads the bases. Insert Lancelin, who bases loaded no out, is a very difficult situation to find yourself in. Uh, I don't care if you're the best pitcher in the world. It's not an easy task. And Lynn really, in a way, suffered the consequences of what Boone's decision was. A little while later, Yankees find themselves down 10 nothing after 4. Actually, it was 10-1. They ended up scoring a run in the 4th. But the main point of that is... You're out of the ball game because of one inning, because of one decision, because of Boone's idea to try to get more out of Severino. Yes, Severino is the ace. You want him to perform. However, in the postseason, you have little room for error. If I was in Boone's situation, and, and I get it, managing the New York Yankees is not an easy job. It's not an easy task. I would have turned to the bullpen. Seeing how Severino was struggling, knowing that the Red Sox have a, a lethal offense, I would have made the change. If the bullpen struggles, you, you deal with the consequence. However, you have to give them a chance in this ballgame. The problem was, the Yankees found themselves out of the ballgame halfway through. So right there and then, you're on, in your home stadium, and you're gaining no momentum. And it really hurt this team in this ball game and throughout the rest of the series, in my opinion, because you had that that kind of high after game two. You win a game in Boston, you come home tied. You return home. Your ace is on the mound. You have your fans behind you. The fans are ready to go. And then you put up a performance like this. And it kind of deflates the sail in a way. And the Red Sox go cruise to an easy win. And kind of led to what was going to happen in the series. So again, one decision really altered the way this series went. And it put the favor in the Red Sox uh, favor. Then you go to game four. Yankees backs against the wall. They turn to CC Sabathia. Who, over his tenure with the Yankees, is a guy that has earned that big game reputation. A guy that you would trust on the mound in given situations. You know, you need a win. You need him to perform. He's a guy that you did trust. However, Sabathia is 38 years old. Operating on one bad knee. He's not the same guy that he used to be. And everybody knows that and everybody understands that. There's a lot of wear and tear on his body. Sabathia has done more good for the Yankees than he has done bad. So for the Yankee fans, it's something that I don't want to even say is hard to grasp, but after seeing him come up big time and time again, you're hoping he can kind of dial back and do it again. But again, Yankees find themselves in a position where they're down early in the ballgame. 
Down 4 nothing in the 4th. Boone keeps Sabathi in a little too long. And again, the deficit's too much to overcome. Yankees made a great comeback in the ninth. A great effort. Just came up ultimately short. Overall, I personally thought the Red Sox were the better team in this series. And possibly overall. Now, that's nothing against the Yankees because they have a boatload of talent. But you could just see the difference between the two during this series. You know, as much offensive firepower as the Yankees have, the Red Sox have the capability to match that. Starting pitching, you can make the argument that their starting pitching was better. The Yankees couldn't get much out of their starting rotation, and that came back to hurt them. The Red Sox bullpen, which has been a weak spot, really didn't hurt them throughout the series. The guys who needed to step up stepped up at the right time. The Yankees' main bullpen pieces really didn't get an opportunity to impact this series because the Yankees found themselves trailing and really didn't need those guys to come in and save the game. So the Yankees couldn't rely on that strength of theirs because of what the starting pitching did earlier in the game. Moving forward, I think this is going to be a rivalry that is going to be well-watched throughout baseball, and it's going to bring a lot of excitement to the sport. Both teams have a core of great players that they can build around. And of course, as the rivalry gets back into form, both teams are going to make moves to try to counter what the other one's doing. So over the next couple of years, it's going to be really interesting to watch these two battle for the American League East. You know, we might get some more playoff series between the two. It'll definitely be something to watch, and I expect the Yankees to gear up this, this offseason to try to catch up the ground that they're behind the Red Sox right now. Because if you look at this team, you can really kind of pick out spots that they can really improve that can help them become a better ball club in 2019 and beyond. We'll take our first break of the show. When we come back, we'll discuss the injury to D.D. Gregorius, how that affects the Yankees. And a little later on, we'll talk about the Yankees' upcoming free agents and if they should stay or if the Yankees should let them walk this offseason. All this and more on the Pinstripe Talk podcast with your host, Nick Delianti. We hope that you are enjoying the Pinstripe Talk podcast. If you have something to say or would like to comment on something that you heard on our show, please feel free to contact us via social media. You could contact our host, Nick Delahanty, on Twitter by tweeting at Nick underscore Delahanty, or you could send us an email, pinstripetalk at gmail.com. Welcome back to the Pinstripe Talk podcast. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. Reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at PinstripeTalkND. Also, follow my personal account at Nick underscore Delahanty. Send us some emails of topics you would like discussed on the show, PinstripeTalk at gmail.com. We love talking about the New York Yankees. We hope you join along in the conversation. Now, let's get back into the Yankee talk. Yankees had their kind of end of the season news conferences with Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman on Friday. During those conferences, a big kind of bomb got dropped on the Yankees uh, parade by the announcement of Didi Gregorius having Tommy John surgery. Now, 
Didi's not a pitcher, and we all know that. Apparently, Didi got hurt in Game 2 of the American League Division Series 1. He fielded a baseball off the green monster and threw the ball back in. Apparently, he felt something in the arm, was able to play through it, but now needs Tommy John surgery. Brian Cashman admitted that Gregorius had an issue with the elbow before they acquired him, but it wasn't anything that needed to be addressed or anything that was a concern. But Cashman did note that when he saw Gregorius struggle to reach first base later on in the series, he thought there was going to be a problem with the elbow. Now, the major thing about this is, how does this affect the Yankees in 2019? Usually, for a pitcher, Tommy John takes about a year recovery. Uh, if you look at Corey Seager from the Dodgers, who's a shortstop, just like Gregorius, took him about 10 months, give or take. The Yankees are definitely without Gregorius for the start of the year. That's without a doubt. It's a matter of when he does come back. And how do you fill the void until he comes back? Do you rely on Glaber Torres to play short on an everyday basis? Moving Tyler Wade or Ronald Torres to second base for the time being? Or do you bring back a veteran like Adani Hechevarria to play short and keep Torres where he has become a natural second baseman? Or do you attack the free agent market and look at a guy like Manny Machado and justify that you do need him with the intent of when Gregorius comes back, you ultimately move him to third base. There's a lot of ways that the Yankees can attack this, and it's all going to depend on how much money they want to spend this offseason. We won't know until the offseason takes into effect what the Yankees' plan is. Do they go after Machado, who we all know has a connection to the Yankees and the Yankees tried to acquire before the trade deadline? Or do they try to kind of mix and match? Bring back a guy like Neil Walker. Bring in Hechevarria back. Or do you rely on your young prospects? You give Tyler Wade a chance at second base in spring training and see how he does. If I was the Yankees right now, I would aim for Torres to play short. And what I would do is find a compliment at second base that you can ultimately play at first as well. Potentially a left-handed hitter. So for me, I would look at a guy like maybe a Neil Walker. Somebody of that caliber that has multiple position versatility and could also add from the left-handed side of the plate. Now without Gregorius, the Yankees are a little weak on the left-hand side of the plate. They're going to need a left-handed bat to kind of complement the power they have on the right-handed side. And if Greg Bird doesn't give you that bat, they really need to look for another option. One name that I've seen thrown around is Daniel Murphy. The reason I stay away from Murphy, I think he's a great hitter. I think he'd be great in the American League. I think he'd be great as a DH or a first baseman. He's not very good as a defender at second base. So you don't want that to hurt you moving forward. You don't want to allocate so much funds toward a guy like Murphy, and then he's not able to fulfill the defensive need at the position. This is something that was not good for the Yankees, but I think it happened at a good time. Yes, Tommy John is never a good thing. However, 
Number one, Gregorius is in the final year of his contract. He was set to get an extension, and, and it was likely that the Yankees were probably going to give it to him this offseason. Now they could kind of hold back, see what Gregorius comes back as, and then reassess from there. You would have hated to have paid him, and then the injury go down. Also, it happened early enough in the offseason where the Yankees can assess what's going to happen with the surgery and move on from there. Do they need a long-term solution, or do they need somebody who could fill the gap for the time being? They'll be able to assess that before the market even takes into effect. So they'll be able to make a decision based on what they get from the surgery and how it goes. I would rather have had it happen now than at the beginning of the season and you lose your glories and don't have another option. Ultimately, it's not a good thing for the Yankees. Didi's a great offensive presence, very good defensively, a great clubhouse guy. But for the time being, the Yankees have the assets in-house to fill the void. And they also have the financial capability to go out and get some options to help bolster their middle infield. This is one thing that we'll keep an eye on as the offseason goes on. It'll be really interesting to see how they uh, decide to fill the void left by Gregorius's injury. Looking forward to the offseason, I ran a couple of polls on Twitter, of course, at Nick underscore Delahanty, asking some of my followers if certain Yankees should stay or go this offseason. The Yankees have a handful of guys who are going to hit the free agent market, and I wanted to see what Yankee Nation was thinking in regards to each given player. So, I'm going to go over each poll, give my opinion on each guy, and whether or not the Yankees should really consider bringing them back this offseason. Let's start with Zach Britton, a guy they acquired at the trade deadline from the Baltimore Orioles. Britton had surgery early on in the year and really wasn't himself when he returned to the Orioles. He did have his struggles, but I feel like he found a home in New York. 2.88 ERA in 25 appearances. He was on the record as saying how much he loved New York, how his family was embracing it, the family type of culture, and how he would love to stay. Britain could easily get closers money this offseason and become a closer again, but I could see him taking a lesser role to stay with the Yankees. With a lesser role, the Yankees would need him to take a lesser salary, obviously. But I feel like Britain's a guy that He'd be willing to in order to chase a World Series ring. For the right price, I would definitely bring back Zach Britton. I love what he brings to the table. I love the dynamic that the Yankees have with the deep back end of the bullpen. I think a almost a full year of recovery from the surgery is going to benefit Britton. And let's not forget, he's only 30 years old. So has a lot of baseball left in him. So for me, definitely yes on Zach Britton. 65% of the people who voted also said yes in regards to bringing the left-hander back. Now, this guy's a tough guy to talk about, and that's Brett Gardner. You know, 11 seasons in the Bronx. Gardner has been a professional in every which way. 
he's a guy that, you know, I like to call him under the radar. Nobody, unless you're a Yankees fan, there's not many people in baseball that really appreciate what Gardner has done throughout his career. 2018 was a down year for Gardner. You know, he struggled offensively, uh, 236 batting average. He really wasn't the guy of old. Now, the Yankees have a $12 million option or a $2 million buyout on his contract for 2019. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would say that that's most likely to be declined. Do I see the Yankees trying to bring him back on a shorter-term deal? Absolutely. But I can also see them letting him leave. And why is that? If they decide to go after a Bryce Harper or keep an Andrew McCutcheon, the outfield is going to be clogged. Gardner, who now is 34, or 35, correction, is on the back end of his career. I don't know how long the Yankees decide to keep him around. Very good clubhouse leader, which could keep him around as well. And he's well-liked among the fans and whatnot. But unfortunately, father time tells. And Gardner, for what he produced offensively, isn't going to be enough for the Yankees moving forward. Yes, he's still a very good defensive player, but for me, it's a hard no to bring him back. I would let him test the free agent market. And you know, if things work out where the Yankees do need another outfielder, possibly a fourth outfielder, I could see bringing Gardner back. But if Clint Frazier's healthy and he's ready to return and, you know, Hicks, Stanton, Judge are all healthy, maybe add another outfielder into the mix. There might not be room for Brett Gardner on the 2019 Yankees. And 78% of the people who voted agreed with me on that one. The next player we'll talk about is J.A. Happ. And I don't know how people voted no for Happ in this poll. 78% of the people voted yes. And I'm 110% yes on bringing back J.A. Happ. And now, I owe Happ an apology because when they made this trade... I really didn't like it. I wasn't a fan of it. But I'm a big man and I can admit when I was wrong. And Hap really impressed in his 11 starts as a Yankee in the regular season. 7-0, 2.69 ERA. It seemed like he really embraced New York just like Britain did. For the Yankees, it'd be a no-brainer to bring him back. Given that A, they need starting pitching help. And B, he's a guy that proved that he can get the job done in New York. For the right price, I would bring back the veteran Hap, adds another arm to the rotation, and adds stability, especially throughout the regular season where you can rely on Hap to give you quality innings. Yeah, he's 35. He's getting up there in age. But on the right terms, I would bring back Hap without a doubt. Then you look at Lance Lynn, another guy they acquired at the trade deadline. 60% of the people voted no to bring him back. Unless you're thinking of him being a long reliever, I don't want to see Lance Lynn starting games for the Yankees. I would let him go. Let him explore the market. He's a guy that provides a veteran presence, but 
Honestly, I think there are better options both internally and out on the market. Lynn did a nice job filling in in the bullpen, made a couple of nice starts, but really, I think the Yankees had envisioned that he was going to be just a rental. And that's what I would keep him as for the time being. If it happens that he's on the market, they need an extra arm, something comes up, he might be a guy you look to add to your bullpen to add some quality uh, innings when your starters are unable to get the job done. Now, this guy is somebody that is more biased than anything for me because I absolutely love watching this guy play. And that's Andrew McCutcheon. I've always been a big fan of McCutcheon. And when the Yankees acquired him, I was very happy. McCutcheon is a guy that is very patient at the plate, gives you good at-bats, is a good clubhouse presence, can still give you a little bit defensively. But however, the Yankees have a log jam in the outfield. And do you really need to bring back McCutcheon? Or was he just a rental? It's 50-50 on the Twitter poll in terms of bringing him back. Here's my answer to the situation. My heart wants to say yes because I love watching McCutcheon. I think he's a great ball player. But my instinct says no because I feel like the Yankees are going to go in a different direction. Both with him and with Brett Gardner. I feel like the Yankees are in a position where if they're going to bring in another outfielder, it's going to be somebody younger. Somebody who's versatile, who could play all three outfield positions. But right now, if I had to rank them in terms of if I think they'll come back, I would say Gardner's one, McCutcheon's two. I think Gardner gets the kind of loyalty favor over McCutcheon. McCutcheon's got a lot of good baseball left, and I feel like he'll help a contending team in any way, shape, or form. But I just don't think that that team is going to be the Yankees. I just don't think that there's a permanent spot for him, especially with Judge healthy and Stanton healthy. I just don't feel like there's any need to bring back McCutcheon, unfortunately, because I do think that he's an asset on the ball field and in the clubhouse. Now, the next guy we'll talk about is David Robertson. And 80% of Twitter said yes to bringing back Robertson. This might shock people, but I'm going to say no. Why? I think Robertson looks for closers money this offseason. And I'm not willing to give David Robertson closer money. I'm just not. Yes, Robertson's a great, great reliever. But if his price tag gets too high, I feel like the Yankees could allocate that money toward other assets. Especially in the starting pitching department. The Yankees have enough bullpen arms where if you re-sign Britain, re-signing Robertson is not really a need. So I would personally let Robertson go if he gets closers money. Now, if he's willing to take a lesser payday and embrace the role that he's with the Yankees, without a doubt, I would bring him back. But it will all depend on the market and what Robertson is looking for this offseason. He made a comment last week that said that he needed to look out for himself, which leads me to believe that he will be looking to close again in the big leagues. The big money comes to closers, not middle relievers. And these guys, especially Britton, Robertson, 
You could throw Andrew Miller into the mix. Those guys are going to be looking for closers money this offseason. And it'll be interesting to see if they get that. Or if they have to settle for more of a middle relief role. Especially if they're looking to contend. A lot of contending teams are looking to create Super Bowl pens. Super arms in that back end that can get you through games. It will all depend on what route these players want to go. And if they're willing to sacrifice a little bit for the ultimate goal of winning a World Series. We have three more players to cover. Two of which are guys that I'm kind of iffy on right now. Number one is Adani Hechevarria. And we saw what Hechevarria could do defensively. With Gregorius out, the Yankees might elect to bring him back to be the starting shortstop for the time being. However, his offense could scare them away a bit, which could lead them to try to get a more offensive-minded player at the position, especially losing Gregorius' production at the plate. He's a guy that I would consider bringing back, but I would explore the market first. I would see if there are better options out there to fill the void. Yes, I think he's a solid player, but I'm not sure that the Yankees want to rely on him for the first three to four months of the season as an everyday player. And that brings us to Neil Walker, another guy who I feel kind of struggled because of the lack of a spring training. You know, he signed late with the Yankees. Was a solid deal for them. Played multiple positions, you know, seemed like he was well-liked within the clubhouse. Uh, they coined the nickname Disco Neil. I believe that was John Boy and his crew. He's a guy that you might bring back to versatility, but he's also a guy that you might bring back and might give him an opportunity to start, depending on what you do with Gleyber Torres. If you move Torres over to short, you might say, you know, Walker could start at second base, be a compliment to Luke Boyd at first, and then when Didi comes back, you can use him in that kind of versatile role that he saw this year. I would say yes to Walker to bring him back, and I'd make sure that if you are going to bring him back, you make sure he has a full spring training, and you get him enough at-bats to make sure that he succeeds. If you can't guarantee him those at-bats to succeed, I'll look a different route. Just like Hechevarria. You know, there's going to be multiple options either on the trade market or the free agent market. It all really depends on what the Yankees plan on doing. And I could see them bringing back Walker. I think they like Walker. I personally feel that he can really help this Yankee lineup, especially without Gregorius' left-handed power for part of the season. And the last guy, touched base on him earlier, C.C. Sabathia. It hurts me to say it, and I would love to see his career end in pinstripes, but I don't see Sabathia pitching for the Yankees in 2019. Yes, he had a solid 2018, but there are a lot of things that you have to take into consideration with Sabathia. First off, his workload. Very overtaxed throughout his career, and he's definitely on the back end of that. Number two, 38 years old, with a bad knee. 
Just had surgery on his knee. Same knee he had repaired last season. You don't want to overpay him. And then his knee gives out and he doesn't give you anything. The Yankees need to find five starters that they can rely on. Why is Houston so good? Houston's starting rotation is durable. They can rely on all five guys in the rotation. That's what makes them good. That's what makes them special. The Yankees kind of need to emulate that and find their five guys that they can trust from day one to game 162 and beyond. That's going to make the difference come postseason time. You need three to four arms that you can rely on come postseason time and that fifth arm to kind of fill a void in the bullpen or to fill a, a spot start here and there in the postseason, depending on what the situation is. Honestly, I wish Sabathia nothing but the best. I loved watching him pitch, but I think it's time that both parties go in opposite directions and Sabathia finds a new home. Unfortunately, the game is getting younger, and Sabathia did a lot of great things for the Yankees, but his time in the Bronx, I personally feel, has come to an end. That's going to wrap up the show for today. Thank you all for listening. A reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at PinstripeTalkND. My personal account, at Nick underscore Delahanty. Shoot us some emails, PinstripeTalk at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, review, rate. Go to Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Simplecast. Google Play Music, you name it, our podcast is aired on it. Make sure you check us out, share it with a friend. As always, uh, we will keep you updated on everything New York Yankees during the offseason. We'll continue to post podcasts throughout the offseason to talk about the latest news, updates, and rumors surrounding our favorite New York team. Let's go Yankees. How many days to opening day? We can't wait. And we'll see you next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.